welcome to the Constructor Cast, your AGC place for all the news, views, and interviews relevant to your construction business. I'm your host, Amy Hager. Today we have a panel to discuss legalized marijuana in the construction industry. And before we get started, I'd like each of the panelists to introduce yourself. Mandy, let's start with you. I'm Mandy Keim, Director of Safety for AGC of Washington and also an Employer Representative Trustee for the Washington Construction Industry Substance Abuse Program. I'm Jeremy Taylor. I am the Environmental Health and Safety Director for Turner Construction in Seattle, Washington. I'm Greg Giles. Um, I'm representing Clean Workforce, who is the administrator for the Washington Construction Industry Substance Abuse Program, uh, shortened to WikiSAP. And we're out of Seattle. AGC National's goal is to facilitate conversation at the local level on this issue, and in 2012, Washington became the first U.S. state to legalize recreational use of marijuana, and currently there's eight states plus the District of Columbia that have adopted the most expansive laws legalizing marijuana for recreational use. So, Mandy, tell us about how the regulation in Washington state happened from before it was passed till after it was passed. I would say... While the rules for recreational use have changed and what you do personally has changed, the rules affecting the workplace actually have not changed. And that is probably the biggest challenge that we see in our state in the implementation of all of this is that our state already had rules on the books that said that employees were prohibited from being under the influence of alcohol or drugs on the work site. And so that bleeds into all parts of employment law. And under the influence is a legally defined term that we have now had to start utilizing and informing people about. Uh, and while people can recreationally use marijuana, our current testing protocols do not really allow us a way to know whether someone is impaired. So we have to use under the influence as our marker for whether or not someone is in deference to Washington state laws. I would also say that a lot of different drug testing programs out there have had already in their uh, policies, in their operating procedures, already had identified marijuana as a federally controlled substance and were testing as such. And so from the drug testing administration piece, from the uh, you know, worker-employer law piece, those, those parts didn't really change at all. Jeremy, can you share with us how Turner has addressed marijuana usage on the construction sites before 2012 when medical marijuana was legal, and then after when it was passed for recreational use? Sure. And, uh, you know, as Mandy brought up, there was uh, companies that had clear language uh, in their safety plans about uh, maintaining, you know, what was, what was allowed or not. And Turner's one of those job sites. Clearly, it was defined that marijuana was, was not a uh, allowed substance on our job sites. There was a little bit of uh, miscommunication prior to 2012 when, when uh, prescription marijuana was available. Uh, we did have some uh, tradesmen that, that believed that was a, a viable treatment, uh, and, and so it wasn't clearly communicated that that was not allowed. Uh, the unions and, and, and Turner and several, several companies adopted very specific language stating that at no time uh, was any, level, any type of marijuana going to be allowed on job sites, even as a medical treatment for, uh, even for workers' comp. 
before the 2012 regulations was passed. It sounds like you are addressing this issue already. It was much easier when the law came into effect in 2012 uh, because we were already existing under a standard that didn't allow on the job sites. Uh, the, the unions had adopted spe- specific language. Uh, contractors, uh, several contractors not within the unions uh, adopted specific language. Uh, most general contractors had very clear language uh, in the onboarding process that it wasn't going to be allowed. So then when you had to have the conversations and setting the rules with the employees, was that a hard conversation to have or was it kind of easy and everybody got it? It was, you know, in in 2012, it was pretty easy by that point. Uh, Everybody, it it wasn't a secret. It it was was very well known that uh, uh, it was legal and and people were definitely talking about it. Uh, And we had been talking about it uh, for months, uh, several months prior to the the law going in effect. Uh, so everyone within the unions uh, received clear communication from the unions, uh, and even non-unions were uh, pretty good about, about getting the word out there that it was not acceptable. Uh, you know, of course, you still get your standouts that, uh, you know, I wouldn't say any trade specifically mm-hmm. was, was pushing back on it, but I would say there was, uh, there was more issues on the non-union side uh, where testing isn't maybe as thorough. Uh, and then, you, of course, you get your few st- standouts, just individuals that uh, believe that uh, the testing isn't viable. So then, uh, knowing what you know now, Jeremy, about legalizing marijuana and how it affects a construction business, any tips that you would give other AGC members, no matter what state they're in? Sure. The key is being unilaterally clear in your communication about the standards, um, getting everybody on the same page. When you leave it ambiguous, uh, as to you know, what's allowed and what's not allowed in or certain situations, you know, you don't want to exist in a gray area. Everybody needs to be on the same page about what's going to be allowed. And adopt very specific language within your, uh, your APP, uh, any, any rules and regs, um, and, and, and have the message come out from, you know, the powers that be, meaning, you know, if you have your mm. local AGC, from your unions, from your president heads uh, um, within the company. But it needs to be a very very clear, concise uh, language stating um, the the non-acceptance of of marijuana. That makes sense. It seems like communication is always key in business. Um, So, Greg, I'm a little confused. What is the Washington Construction Industry Substance Abuse Program that you work for? Yes. Um, well, it's um, by uh, description a comprehensive substance abuse testing program that was originally established uh, to assist in providing safe and drug-free work environments. And this program was developed through the uh, joint efforts of labor and man- labor and management. Uh, we're the administrators for the fund. Uh, the fund's inception was January first, two thousand five. And uh, basically, uh, as, as the administrator, we maintain the participant testing records and their compliance status. And that's essentially uh, our role with the trust. Okay, so then what is Washington State doing for testing? Back in 2012, when the legislation was originally enacted, and even prior to that, and, uh, and of course after, um, 
the uh, just about every participating employer, about 140 in total, and many individual participants contacted the trust office to uh, to try and establish what the impact of this legislation would be on the, the testing protocols. And uh, the trustees of the fund who who oversee the operation of the fund um, very, very quickly took the position and communicated that position that, uh, that the change in state law would have no impact on the, uh, the trust testing protocols, that marijuana would still be considered a federally controlled substance. I think that's the term that's used. And uh, accordingly, would be one of the uh, one of the testing uh, protocols for abuse. So, uh, I think, like Jeremy said, no real changes occurred in terms of the trust provisions, but there were a lot of inquiries. That makes sense. So, then, what advice would you give employers, you know, regarding testing? Because I'm assuming testing is going to be different from state to state. So, any general advice you can give? Well, this trust, the the WikiSAP trust, uh, to which we're specifically discussing. Uh, mostly operates in Washington. I mean, almost essentially in Washington. Occasionally, a contractor will have a, uh, a Western Washington contractor would have a job in another state, but that's very infrequent. But even under those conditions, the trust overall provisions uh, provisions would prevail, and the uh, regardless of state perception or or, or legislation. Uh, the, the marijuana would still be considered one of the testing protocols. So then, Mandy, I want to come back to you. What was the general perception on testing specifically when this originally passed? In the in the early stages, um, there was a lot of misconceptions out there, and and I think that a lot of folks, especially from the pro marijuana side of of the lobby, were saying, you know, it's a free-for-all now. You, you can't get fired for this because it's legally uh, acceptable to recreationally use. And so that was um, a big perception shift that we needed to manage uh, from very early on in informing people that, you know, our, our workplace laws didn't change. Federal law didn't change. The only thing that changed was recreational use and that we already had terminology in existing laws that talked about under the influence because that was another perception issue that we had to manage was folks saying, well, I, I'm not impaired. And, and frankly, you know, we don't, we don't have a way to test for that, but we do have a legal threshold for under the influence. And so, you know, I think it really goes back to what Jeremy was saying earlier and having clear, consistent communication across the board on these are what the laws and rules state and while you're free to do what you want recreationally, you're not free from the consequences in the workplace for doing those recreational behaviors. And if, if you happen to be under the influence as defined by law, which means a certain threshold in your body, then you are under the influence and subject to the consequences thereof. And so making sure that folks were aware of that, making sure that they knew the consequences of those actions and communicating that as, as quickly and as repeatedly as possible to get it through to folks uh, what, what the real rules were and, and that it absolutely was not a free-for-all. I think uh, that, that really sums it up. It makes it a little bit more clear, and I 
I personally don't feel so overwhelmed now about this. So guys, I really appreciate you all sharing today how you've tackled this issue in Washington State. And I think you've given some really great advice to the AGC membership. Is there anything else that you would like to share before we close out? Yeah, and from the administrator's standpoint, uh, the clear communication, that seems to be the consistent theme among all the panelists, but it's just to remind everybody involved at, at all levels that the uh, um, the participating Wikisap companies are drug-free environments, and that includes a ban on marijuana usage. Wonderful. Well, thank you, panelists, for helping us better understand legalized marijuana in the construction industry, and I want to thank you all for listening. This has been the AGC Constructor Cast.